The formal admission letter for the Blood Authority Training Center in Denver was vague as hell. I had no idea what to pack, and my frayed nerves weren't helping. Dialing up my diva sister in Hollywood to ask for advice probably hadn't been the best idea either. Don't forget moisturizer, Laura snapped. That altitude is horrible for your skin. Oh, what about a bathing suit? It's boot camp for vamps, not a vacation, I said. Hey, they might want you to do some swimming exercises. You never know. I snorted and cradled my cell phone between my ear and shoulder so I could rummage through my duffel bag. So far, I was working with underwear, socks, and basic toiletries. The police academy had provided a dress code and gear list. Without that, I had no idea what was expected. And I certainly wasn't going to call Roman to find out. Laura sighed in my ear. Dumb question, but I'll ask it anyway. You're bringing blackout curtains for the hotel you stop at halfway, right? Of course, I said a little too quickly, my voice hitching an octave. Don't even think about asking Max to drive all the way through. I won't. That's stupid dangerous, she went on, ignoring me entirely. If you get into an accident, hell, if you're involved in a fender bender, you're up in flames. I said I won't, okay? I huffed and snatched a pen and notepad off my night table, scribbling curtains down on the packing list. Above the curtains, Mandy's chicken scratch detailed a dozen junk food items she'd insisted were essential to any proper road trip. And above that, Collins's typewriter perfect print nailed down most of the important stuff. Jumper cables, flares, flashlights with fresh batteries, survival blankets, extra water, a bag of oranges, pop-top beans, iron supplements, and a first aid kit. I was betting Collins had already gathered most of this stuff. And he'd probably packed his bags a week ago. At least one of us had it together. How's filming? I asked Laura. Her heavy sigh almost made me regret changing the subject. David hired a writer from one of the teeny bopper shows. I feel I've been recast as a grandmother. I smirked, feeling slightly smug that I had at least one thing going for me that Laura was jealous of. Eternal youth. In 20 years, she'd be touching up grays and getting Botox. Of course, I couldn't allow myself to think any further ahead than that. It was too depressing. And I don't have a single sex scene this season, Laura continued. She prattled on about the crappy set lighting in the heavy-handed makeup department while I packed yoga pants and tank tops. I added a few long-sleeved t-shirts, wondering if any of this training would take place outside. So, I said once Laura ran out of things to complain about, are you still happy that you moved back? She huffed. Yes, the constant sunshine, beaches, and adoring fans make all this crap worthwhile, I suppose. But I do miss you. Mandy, even, she added. I grinned. We miss you, too. We said our goodbyes, and I went to fish my bathing suit out of the back of my closet. Maybe Laura was right about the swimming exercises. Her guess was as good as mine. As I hauled my packed duffel bag into the living room, the doorbell rang. Mandy had left earlier to say goodbye to Serena, but she had a key now, and Collins had a romantic evening planned with his husband for our last night in the city. Vin's shift at the morgue wasn't over for a few hours either. I was out of guesses. My hand went to the holster at my hip, fingers curling around the grip of my Glock as I neared the front door. After the break-in a few weeks ago, I never went anywhere unarmed, not even within my own home. 
I held my breath as I glanced through the peephole on the front door. Roman Knight stood under the pale glow of the porch light. If not for his alarmingly blue eyes and white hair, I would have second-guessed his presence. He was in jeans and a gray button-down shirt. His civilian clothes, I realized. The last time I'd seen Roman had been at the Duke of House Lilith's Manor in Ledoux. That had been a few weeks ago, but it felt like ages. I'd expected him to visit or call me afterward, but when he didn't, I suspected he was brooding over the Duke admitting my blood harem and me into the training program. The shame and wounded pride I felt from our most recent mishap had kept me from reaching out to him. I'd saved his life with my blood. That he'd been ungrateful was a massive understatement. The way Roman saw it, I had deprived him of the opportunity to become a vampire fifty years sooner than his contract with Bloodvice stated. I'd strangled him with the one loophole he was allowed. And he hated me for it. A devastating blow to the torch I carried for him.